Yes, you are in the right place. It's Bills by the Numbers, where we let the stats tell you where the Bills are at. We're presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. It's the game that's been circled by every NFL fan, Bills versus Chiefs. National media believes the Bills are the Chiefs' equal, but do the numbers agree? We investigate which offense has changed more since last season. The answer might not be so obvious. And we quiz Steve in the numbers game on Allen versus Mahomes, four games head-to-head. Cue up the barbecue! Glad you can make it in with us here on Bills by the Numbers. Bills Wall of Famer Steve Tasker and Bills insider Chris Brown with you. And it's the week we anticipated would be a biggie. And with the two teams off to four and one starts, it is a battle for AFC supremacy. We've seen the national media, Steve, accept the Bills as AFC Super Bowl favorites. But the Chiefs appear to still be the Chiefs. So before we dive into the numbers as we do here, I ask, are the Bills, the Chiefs equal? Because some will say, until you beat them in the playoffs, you are not. And it's a good point. I mean, it's valid. Uh, you've got to beat them in the playoffs in a game that matters. Now, certainly the Bills have had success in Arrowhead in the regular season. Actually, they beat them once in Arrowhead and once in Buffalo in the regular season. But they've lost twice to them in the playoffs in Kansas City. It's the fifth time these teams have met in the last two years. They've played this team more than they've played division opponents up to this point of this season. Uh, now, at the end of this year, theoretically, unless the – well, they'll play again. If the Bills Chiefs play in the playoffs again, yeah, they will have played the Chiefs as often in the last three years as they have any division opponent, uh, except maybe it's New England, which they met three times last year. Oh. So – it's a rivalry that happens due to the fact that both these teams are elite. Um, so you can say what you want at any given moment. Certainly the Bills can beat the Chiefs, uh, and the reverse is true as well. I think the Chiefs see the Bills as that team, and that goes a long way for me. I don't think, they, I don't think the, the Chiefs look around the league and say, yeah, maybe, maybe the Baltimore Ravens or maybe the, the – Miami Dolphins, yeah, there's no other team that they're looking yeah. at so frequently and with such, a, you know, circling that game on the calendar. Chiefs don't do that for maybe any other team like they do the Bills. And that tells me a lot. Yeah, this is the fifth meeting in the last three years, counting playoffs. To me, Steve, this is a slay the dragon type of scenario. And even if they beat them here in week six, I, I, I still don't know if it's the definitive proof because they beat them last year in the regular season in Kansas city and then lost to them in the playoffs in a game that we all care not to remember. The bottom line for me is the bills have to prove it on the field that they are better doing it in the regular season. I don't think convinces anyone. It has to be done in the playoffs against a team that was in the last four AFC title games and has won a Super Bowl. The Bengals beat them last year. They're the defending AFC champs, but no one sees them as an equal. The Bills have been knocking on the door longer, but the Bills have to slay that dragon in the postseason to be their true equal as I see it. Let's dive into the numbers a bit. In the McDermott era, the Bills are 2-3 and three against the Chiefs, counting playoffs. Josh Allen is 1-3 and three against the Chiefs, and they're obviously 0-2 against Kansas City in the postseason. So at the center of this matchup, obviously, is Allen 
and Mahomes. Allen has averaged 327 passing yards per game in these matchups. Mahomes, 342. 11 touchdowns, two picks for Allen. 10 touchdowns, two picks for Mahomes. Passer ratings, pretty comparable. Their play is about as even as it gets, and it's reflected in the offensive production so far this season. The two offenses sit first and second in points scored, first and second in third down conversions, first and fourth in passing yards. Steve, which offense, though, in your mind, has changed more since last year's playoff game? It's an interesting question because without Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs' offense is viewed differently by defenses. And I think with a different play caller in Ken Dorsey, Buffalo's offense has morphed a little bit. Mm-hmm. All, with the exception of the last week against Pittsburgh when they hit the big plays. You, it, up until that point, it was kind of you know, the saying, we have plinkety, plink, plink, boom down the field. The Bills were matriculating down the field, yep. much more efficient, staying on the field longer, longer play drive, long, more plays in each yeah, drive. Yeah, as we discussed last week. Uh, so I, I think it would probably be Buffalo's offense that has changed more when you t- look at it with the naked eye because the Chiefs have – Certainly Tyreek is a unique player, but the Chiefs still have some guys out there and weapons on the outside. Travis Kelsey is still the guy that makes it go, and of course both quarterbacks are going to keep things humming along no matter who's out there. So I would say probably to the naked eye, well, I I think I talked myself into the Chiefs because... Round and round we you go. You know why? You know why? Because you, when you were watching the Chiefs' offense, you looked for Tyreek. Even casual yeah. fans looked for where he lined up, and he's not there anymore. And I think that's that's the most noticeable difference, despite what the numbers might say. Yeah, I mean, both teams have subtractions and new additions to their respective offensive schemes, but no Tyreek for the Chiefs. I think changes things more dramatically for them than any change the Bills underwent. The Bills' defense can now focus their attention more exclusively on Travis Kelsey, who Patrick Mahomes goes to on third down, as evidenced by Kelsey's league-leading 12 third-down receptions through five games. He's responsible for an AFC-leading 27 first downs, and though more of the burden now falls on Kelsey, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster are settling into their roles and they still have Mecole Hardman. The Kansas City offense has some different parts, but I think their effectiveness is largely the same. The same could be said for the Bills offense, though. They no longer have Cole Beasley, one of their top two receivers in terms of production over the past three years. Players are similarly settling into their roles for Buffalo. Davis is the number two. We saw Khalil Shakir get kind of blended in in the past week. Isaiah McKenzie out of the lineup, but still trying to find his footing in the slot. And most importantly, as you mentioned, Ken Dorsey as offensive coordinator. The systems for both teams are largely the same. Whose offense is more changed based on the personnel changes? It's probably Kansas City because of the Tyreek subtraction. For the better, I'm not so sure. Which brings us to what figures to be the key in this pivotal Week 6 matchup. All of the stats say that the Bills have the better defense. The two areas where the Chiefs are close to Buffalo defensively is run defense, where they're ranked second and third, and in sack percentage, where they rank seventh and ninth. Buffalo, the higher-ranked team in both categories. But Kansas City cannot keep teams out of the end zone once they crack the Chiefs' 20-yard line. 31st in red zone defense, Steve, allowing touchdowns more than 81% of the time. 
Buffalo's defense giving up TDs in the red zone at a clip of 50%. They rank ninth in the league. Kansas City's defense also has not been able to force turnovers. Just four in five games, including just one INT. Bill's defense has forced 11 turnovers, eight of which are interceptions. Both of those are tied for the league lead, and that's with a constant churn of the lineup on the defensive side of the ball. With all the attention on the offensive unit, Steve, do you think it comes down to which defense plays a better game? Well, I mean, it's always two sides of the same coin. So, yeah, if if Kansas City struggles offensively, Bills' defense deserves a lot of credit because they don't, don't usually struggle. I think the Bills' defense in these games, it has been, it's my opinion, particularly with these two teams, the way they're constructed, I think it's whichever defense can come up with a play when it means the most. Mm. Uh, you need a sack at the right time. I gotta have it played. We're you gotta about. have it uh, because you never know how this game's gonna go. It could, you know, uh, a la the the Chiefs Monday night game where, you know, they're down big to the Raiders, Raiders before they kind of come climbing back into it. You know, you don't need all those plays in the first quarter. You need to keep it close at the end so you have a chance. Or when you've got a small lead and they're coming down there, you need one play defensively to put it away. That's which means you don't really, you know, this isn't going to be about holding them to under 50 yards rushing or doing all. It's going to be, it's going to come down to a playmaker making a play in a moment where the game is on the line. The Chiefs' offense has been able to do that time and time again, and so has the Bills' offense. Mm-hmm. And you know, point in question, whichever you can pick, whichever offense you want, the winner or the loser from the 13 second game, both those offenses. Made the, made the plays. There wasn't a defensive play in that game that you remember. You know, uh, that's what this game is going to be like as well. I believe the number one reason the Bills signed Von Miller was to beat the Chiefs. It stood out as the one thing that kept them from closing out last year's playoff game against Kansas City. The lack of a closer for their pass rush. Adding those defensive tackles that they did in free agency helps, don't get me wrong, but for this specific matchup, Miller is the critical piece. Buffalo's defense must stand up as the number one unit in points allowed this week and just hold the Chiefs to one fewer touchdown than they usually get, and the Bills should win the game. Will that happen? The odds makers think it's possible for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career. He is a home underdog. It's a small number, but he is a home underdog. Good conversation there. All right, next up is the numbers game. And in what has become known as Bill's Chiefs Week, what better way to celebrate what we expect to be a supremely entertaining game than with an Allen or Mahomes numbers game? I am going to give Steve a series of statistical categories, and Steve is going to have to guess whether Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen has the superior numbers in those categories using only the four head-to-head matchups between these two quarterbacks, regular season and playoffs. Steve, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Here we go. Allen and Mahomes head-to-head. Who has the edge? Offensive plays of 10-plus yards. Who has more, Allen or Mahomes? Mahomes. It's Allen. Ow! 49 to 46. Way to get off to a fast It's close. Start. 40, what is it? 49 for Allen, 46 for Mahomes. In four games, these guys. No wonder we can't wait. Offensive plays of 20 plus yards. Who has more? What was the last one? 10 plus. Oh. Who has 
offensive plays of 20 plus yards. Who I'll say Mahomes. It's the trick question. It's dead even. 15 to 15. How about that? All right, we go one more. Offensive plays of 50 plus yards in the four matchups. Allen or Mahomes, who has more of those? There was like one apiece in the last game. Two, two, two. Uh, Allen. Allen, three to two. Yeah. Okay, Oof. so you're 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 one one for two here. Because I'm not gonna count that second one. It was, it was a tie. It was a trick question. I got it right. Sort of. <laughs> Uh, here you go. Here's a here's a layup. Runs of ten plus yards or more. Josh. Yeah. Josh, twelve to three. Total touchdowns, Steve, in the four matchups. Which which player has more? I'll say Josh. Josh by a whisker. Twelve yeah. to eleven. Yeah. Because uh, I was thinking, Mahomes had him by two touchdowns in the first meeting in the playoffs, and then Josh had him by two touchdowns in the regular season of last year. Yeah. And then they were in like, what, dead even last year, just about. We're going to go next-gen stats here, Steve. Oh, no. Top speed in miles per hour running. Oh, that's got to be Josh. It is Mahomes. Really? He hit a top speed of 19.96 miles per hour in one of the meetings. The fastest Josh has run in a Bills-Chiefs matchup, 19.64 mm. miles per hour. He just... They're both running like they Just nipped him at the wire. Like they got caught stealing chickens. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Western Kansas line. I don't know what else could be. Um, Perfectly accepted. Completion percentage in the Bills-Chiefs matchup. Who's got the better numbers there? I'll say Mahomes. Correct. 71.6% completion percentage. I think that's just an indication. What's now my score? You have missed, uh, let me see here. You you missed the first one. You're not even keeping, they're not even keeping, like nobody I am cares. keeping score. You missed the first one, no one. And the second one was a push. Second one was a push. You got the second one, or the third one, sorry, 50 plus yards. You got runs of 10 plus yards or more. Um, and you just missed. You missed on the miles per hour. That was the only one you've got wrong. So you are four for six, or five for six. Okay. So you're doing all right. I'm doing all right. What are you talking about all right? I'm, passer, kicking, I'm kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, you are. P- passer rating. Who's got a better passer rating in the four matchup? Ooh. I'll say, I'll say Mahomes. Holmes does have the better passer rating, 108.1 to 105.1. God, you're killing it. You are crushing it, Steve. Passing yards. Who's got more there? Mahomes. Mahomes, 1,200 to 1,053 for Josh. Yards per attempt. Who's got a fatter number there? I'm going to say Josh. Yeah, it's Josh because he's got fewer yards. Right. The yards per attempt should be a little bit higher. 7.63 to 7.41. It is amazing how close these two cats are in these matchups. Sacked. Who got sacked more? I don't remember anybody getting sacked. Mahomes. Another trick question. It's even. 6 to 6. Long completion. Who's got the longest completion in the four meetings between the two teams? I don't know. Josh hit Gabe Davis for some long ones. And he gets Dawson Knox down the sideline and Mahomes. Mahomes, he hits 
thinks it's a hill, he takes off. This is a tough one. I'll say Josh. It is Josh. 75 yards, Mahomes 71. I mean, they are like nip and tuck in every (laughs) single thing. Killing it, man. Golly. Okay, last one. All right. Miles per hour on the fastball. Who threw the fastest pass in miles per hour? Allen Mahomes. I'll say Josh. It is Josh. Not by much. 34.74 miles per hour was the fastest pass he has thrown in the four matchups. Mahomes, 33.81 miles per hour. Let's not forget that his dad and his uncle were both Major League Baseball pitchers. Oh, yeah. Well, we've seen it. They can both throw throw. heaters. Mm. All right. Steve, killer job in the numbers game. You got all but one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten out of eleven. A record for Steve in the numbers game. Of course, he had a 50-50 shot on each and every question. So we tried to uh, be friendly with him there. I out did the statistical probabilities, let's put it that way. Yes, a, a, a very solid effort by Steve in the numbers game. We shift now for a more in-depth look at this revamped Chiefs offense and what they may have lost on the defensive side of the ball. For that, we turn to our former Chiefs wide receiver and current Chiefs analyst, Danon Hughes, for more. All right, Danon, let's start here. Number one and two scoring offenses in football – it is crazy in these four matchups, both regular season and playoffs, between Allen and Mahomes, how similar their numbers are. Do, is there any reason for you to believe that Allen has maybe even raised his game a tick higher from what you've seen this season? Oh, there absolutely is. I mean, you look at his game, and I think it's the difference in weapons. Uh, you know, if, if I was to be honest right now, outside of Travis Kelsey, you know, our offensive weapons aren't necessarily at the level uh, as far as strength as you guys. Uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, you guys are, are phenomenal. You come from every different direction. In fact, you got a rookie from Boise that's lighting it up as well. So Josh Allen has, you know, those big guys up front. He's a big guy. He's part of the run game. So, yeah, we respect that, that offense, uh, no doubt. We, we know we're in for a dogfight in this game. Uh, but at the same time, we feel like our defense is faster than last year. Uh, we're making more plays. We're, we're creating a little bit more noise in the backfield. And hopefully we can disrupt things. I don't think anybody's thinking that this game is going to be a blowout on either side. So it's going to come down to one or two possessions. And hopefully we can make some noise uh, again to get the W. I and think the- everybody thought coming into this game that these teams would be undefeated. And, um, you know, with the one loss, I think there's a lot of incentive to get this win because it could have those playoff implications. This game defensively has always been about a guy making a play. The Bills bring in Vaughn Miller for that, and and it seems as though you're right. It comes down to a possession at the end of the game where either team could make a play to win it. And I, Do you anticipate this game being the same? And if so, which defender for the Chiefs and which defender for the Bills do you anticipate being that guy? So, yeah, I think the acquisition of Vaughn Miller – is kind of the Bills' attempt to win that final possession. Not saying that he won't make noise during the game, because he will. But having guys like Von Miller, Aaron Donald, uh, you can look across the board at at defensive guys that make impacts at crucial times in the game. So I would say, to answer your question, it would be Von Miller on you guys' side and probably Chris Jones 
on our side. Uh, if you watched the game last week, he got called for a bogus roughing the passing penalty uh, where he actually stripped the ball from the quarterback, Derek Carr, while uh, landing on him and still bracing him. And yet uh, that would have been a pivotal point in the game. wasn't the end of the game, but it would have been pivotal. Um, at the same time, Von Miller, we know his resume. He has been outstanding. He has a body lean, uh, a rush attack like, I, like a guy I played with and you played against, Steve, and Derek Thomas. Uh, there's very uh, there's a lot of similarities in their games, and they made a living, and he made a living, wreaking havoc at latter part of games in crucial situations, backed up against the goal line whenever those whenever those big plays needed to be made. So yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to factor in for Von Miller uh, as soon as we break the huddle. We're gonna have to know where number forty is because he can be a game breaker. All right, so Dana, looking at the Chiefs' offense, obviously no Tyreek Hill anymore, traded away to Miami. They try to restock the cupboard with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster. Where do those guys stand in the offensive blend? Have they officially settled in and this offense is like, let's just go now? Or are they still kind of settling into what their roles are within the scope of the passing game? Actually, I want to say it's a it's- it's a mixture, and it's a, weird, it's a weird way to answer that question, but let me explain it, because I feel like last game against the Raiders on Monday Night Football, we saw more than a glimpse of what this offense can be. I mean, Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns, but he only had 25 yards receiving. Um, the other targets, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think he settled into that intermediate threat where he's going to catch the tough balls across the middle, the shallow crosses, the deep crosses, the contested balls across the middle. He's going to use his body to be able to make those plays. And we've seen over the last couple of weeks stretching the field plays by Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So I feel like they're getting there. We've seen more than just a glimpse of it over the last few weeks, but there's so much more. And 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 that's what I want to emphasize is that there's so much more in the gas tank with our offense in regards to those guys, we went and got those guys because they are bigger physical receivers. Contrary to what we had last year, you, you consider in the game against the Buffalo Bills and pretty much every game last year, we had receivers on the field that were sub six foot between McCall Hardman and Tyreek Hill. And we were still able to do damage like we were able to accomplish on offense in part because of Patrick Mahomes. Now we got six foot four six foot two bigger receivers to complement a big tight end and Travis Kelsey. That's the way this offense is trying to move towards mismatches on the outside because of the bigger bodies. We just haven't seen it fully materialized yet. This last one from me, Danan, what has Andy Reed and what has Patrick Mahomes said about maybe what they're trying to do differently this year or what they've been forced to do differently or what they want to do differently this year than in years past with this new cast of characters, what has it changed for those two um, from their own words? From their own words, it's all about spreading the wealth. That's literally what they said. If you go back to the preseason, right before game one, Patrick Mahomes emphasized that this, this team is about spreading the wealth. If you, go, you look back at our first game against the Cardinals, I believe he had nine different targeted receivers completed to eight of them. That's kind of been 
the MO throughout this season is that we're going to spread the ball. We got Noah Gray as a backup tight end. He's going to get some, some looks. We got Jody Fortson, another backup tight end. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, he's going to get seven to ten targets per game. And then the host of wide receivers, Sky Moore being a rookie, he gets a couple of targets in the last game. Uh, the running backs out of the backfield, we got three running backs, one of them a rookie, and Isaiah Pacheco, who looked really good two weeks ago. And so they're spreading the wealth, and that's been the message pretty much since the offseason acquisition of MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster, along with the drafted picks on offense. So it looks different. We're not, we don't have Tyreek Hill. You don't have a guy that's going to get 10, uh, 10 looks per game uh, in Tyreek, but you're going to have a, a, a bevy of wealth being spread amongst the rest of them, which I think these guys recognize makes them a little bit less predictable, which has worked for us now so far. And then last thing, Dana, what about the Chiefs' defense? I mean, I realize that they're doing some things right. I mean, third in the league and stopping the run. But keeping teams off the board seems to be a little bit of an issue there, particularly in the red zone where they're giving up touchdowns at a rate of 81% once the opponent cracks their 20-yard line. Has anything been addressed on that front um, by the defensive coordinator? Uh, Yeah, I think that they recognize that that's a weakness. Obviously, you can't give up touchdowns in the red zone to the tune of over 81%. Uh, They've been really good against the run third in the league in, in uh, rushing yards. So there, there's a compliment to this on this defense that there's still room to move. And Steve Spagnolo has been known for very aggressive defenses, but he's also been known for it taking a few weeks for the team to come together defensively. Well, without our number one pick, Trent McDuffie, who was, a, who was looking to be a really good corner, maybe not locked down yet, but pretty, pretty shut down corner, we got rookies in the back end that are playing at corner as well as safety. Uh, so it's new look. They're still kind of finding their groove. Frank Clark hasn't really been healthy completely uh, on the field. So uh, they're still a work in progress. We have not arrived to playoff caliber football on the defensive side, but I think we're heading that way. Dana, thanks very much for the time as always. All right, we'll catch up with you down the line, I, I surmise. Something tells me we'll be uh, talking to you again this year. <laughs> thanks, no Dana. No problem, man. Anytime, guys. Hey, want to win a million dollars? Well, you can with FanDuel's free pick'em style game high-low. Pick teams for four different stat categories that you think will score the highest or lowest for the week. The more you get right, the more you can win. Get them all correct, and you could take home a million dollars. Just go to FanDuel.com slash high low to play and that's spelled h-i-l-o steve and i make these picks each week steve i'm up first this week with the high and low for points and as much as i hate to do it i'm taking tom brady and the bucks offense they're playing the same steelers team that had no answers for the bills passing game last week the bucks are a healthier group at the receiver position the steelers have no pass rush without tj watt so i've got the bucks high for points low for points I'm taking the Falcons. While they have put up points at times this season, I just don't see it happening against the number one rated 49ers defense. They have more sacks than any other team in football. Number one run defense, number three pass defense, tied for the Bills for tops and points allowed. The Falcons and Marcus Mariota are going to have a tough day. Steve, high and low for passing Passing yards. yards. I don't care if it's a homer pick. This is going to be a shootout in Kansas City. I'm going to take the Bills for high and passing yards because, because the Chiefs, 
They've lost a couple of corners from last year's team. Their pass rush doesn't look as good. Josh is going to be able to put a big passing day up. And let's think about this. This is not a game where you let your foot off the gas with Mahomes over oh, there. Oh, keep on trucking. you got to keep on trucking. So they're going to be slinging it for four quarters fully, even with a big lead late. Uh, low for passing yards, I'm going to take Carolina. Backup P.J. Walker supposed to start for the Panthers with Baker Mayfield hurt. And the Rams' defense, is, it's, while it's only middle of the road, they've got elite talents, as we know. So I don't see P.J. Walker going out there and lighting it up at all. So <laughs> Carolina for low like, passing yards. I like that pick. Uh, high for rushing yards, I've got the Browns. They have been mashing in the run game. Number one in the league, and they're facing a Patriots defense that ranks 22nd against the run. I see a productive day for Chubb and Hunt. Cleveland high for rushing yards, low for rushing yards. I'm taking the Steelers. Their offensive line is no match for Tampa's defensive line. I don't see a lot of space for Najee Harris, so Pittsburgh low for rushing yards. All right, for me, high in sacks. I'm going to go with the Vikings, your Minnesota Vikings. They're, they've got a pretty good pass rush, just sneaky good, and we don't know, you know who's going to play quarterback for the Dolphins, but the Vikings are 4-1, and one, and they're a bad matchup for Miami. So I'm going to take Minnesota high for sacks. For low, low for sacks, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. Their pass rush isn't, hasn't materialized yet. They're facing one of the most elusive quarterbacks in football in Kyler Murray. He doesn't take a lot of sacks. He's too fast for them. They don't have the horses to run him down with any consistency. So give me the Seahawks for low in sacks. Yes, and we apologize. Seahawks are playing the Cardinals. That was my bad. Uh, in giving that to Tom. So, Tom, good for a quick change there on that. Thanks for correcting that for us. That was my bad on that one. And our closing figure this week with the top two targets in the Bills and Chiefs passing games, Stephon Diggs and Travis Kelsey, Steve, their rankings right now are just as close of those of Allen and Mahomes. So far this season, Diggs and Kelsey rank first and third in receptions, second and eighth in receiving yards with Diggs in front there, and third and fifth in the AFC in first downs with Kelsey ahead in that category. I'm telling you, man, whichever defense has the better answers for those guys might win them the game. That'll do it for this edition. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use so you know when our next episode is out. And remember, when you need to know about the Bills, you need to check Bills by the numbers. For Steve Tasker, I'm Chris Brown. We'll catch you next week, Bills Mafia.